If you look at monstrous stats against the Dragons at the weekend, the one thing that jumped, really jumped out at me is 241 passes. The Red 78 with Alan Quinlan and Neve Briggs. Subscribe to the Rugby Channel on the OTB Sports app and turn on your notifications now. OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar. I'm delighted to say that I'm joined now by Tommy Rooney. How's it going, Tommy? Morning, Ash. You've got big boots to fill today. Yeah, I do indeed. I do indeed. Thrown right in the deep end. How was your St. Patrick's Day? It was good. It was quiet. Uh, I didn't get up to a huge pile. A couple of pints yesterday evening. Nothing too hectic. How did you get on? Very good. Yeah, there was no pints for me now. Hopefully, yeah, maybe one or two today. I'm working for the weekend, so won't have yeah, too you, many. But uh, You've got one of the busiest sports weekends of the year ahead of you, don't you? I do, I do. I have the last Six Nations game. I can't believe we're at the last game. It, it's unbelievable how fast it has gone through. But it's mm. been a great Six Nations, really enjoyable. And there's a lot on the line for the last game, which is the most exciting part and where we want to be. What's been the highlight for you covering it? You've been at you've been all, all the games, have you? I have, yeah. Oh, sorry, I haven't been at the, the Italy game in the Aviva because I was actually at the Potty O'Shea tournament down in Kerry. So I missed that one. But probably my highlight would have been... I would say Stade de France, the France game in Paris. Just the stadium, the build-up, the noise in the stadium, Tommy, was just incredible. Like something really? I've, I've never experienced before. They could barely hear me back on air. Like, And obviously that's why I'm there. So I was trying to hide nearly under the desk at times, uh, making sure that they could hear me over the Skype. But no, it was, it was just incredible. Um, and now obviously last weekend as well in Twickenham was was just as good but I think just the noise and atmosphere and, and the way the French do it they had MCs they had DJs playing hyping the crowd yeah it was just something else what about you what are you after the weekend Class. I'm thinking of going to Clare and Mead very very important game in Ennis here on Sunday mm-hmm. um, both teams on four points I know we're not going to get stuck talking Mead all morning this morning but we might do a few minutes on it at half eight when we're talking about the GA. but I think I'm going to get to that I'm going to wear my half and half jersey um, I'm only joking I'm not but um, you can't do yeah, that Tommy that is a step too far no no I can't do that, <laughs> that, that that's going to be an interesting game I think Mead have, have had a decent record over Clare over the last little while and they need both teams need a need a result this weekend um, the bottom of that table is, is very dodgy at the minute Cork down Offaly are all kind of in together Cork are playing both down on Offaly so um, mm. it, it's kind of it's going to be a very very interesting weekend the GA you're heading to the athletic grounds then from the from the Aviva on Saturday up to Armagh and Kerry, that's going to be a bit of fun on Sunday. Yeah, that should be a great game. I love watching Armagh football and I think this year in particular, they've really started to click. I know mm. it's early days, but uh, it, it definitely seems like things are starting to click for them. So I'm excited to see how they go against Kerry. Look, Kerry now are, are an unbelievable side. I think they might have too much for them, but just the game itself and in the athletic rounds, um, a great pitch, a, a great venue to go to. So, yeah, really looking forward to that one. So, yeah, very bu- busy weekend of sport ahead. I was down in Tralee last weekend watching Kerry and I was so impressed by some of the some of their half forwards. Darren Moynihan in particular, like the physicality of some of these players is unbelievable. It's off the charts. Like Clifford, like the the Ocean Mullen matchup on Clifford, I don't think it, it worked, but it, God, it was fascinating to watch. Do you know? David Clifford, like he he was relatively quiet and yet he still turned up with five or six points. You just knew when he got the ball in his mm. hands he was going to do something with it every single time. So that was uh, that was really interesting to watch it from that perspective, um, that close to the touchline. Um, 
And so it's, it's a shootout really between Mayo, Kerry and Armagh for that league final as well. So I think you're going to have Armagh really going for Kerry this weekend. I think so. Like obviously a league final for them is absolutely massive. You know, it would be incredible for their development. So I think they will be going hell for letter to, to try to get over the line. Of course they will. Um, I think even Kieran Donaghy in there, you can really see the the work he's done I've actually I'll, well, I know we're chatting about it a little bit more but I've I've talked to a few of them and they they've gave me a few insights into into Kieran and what he's brought to to Armagh football and I think you can see that coming through now so yeah it's it's really exciting and as you said about Kerry uh, geez David Clifford that's a, a sign of a good player isn't it when he doesn't do much but then he just pops up and he, he gets a score yeah. when you at least expect it it's a funny one and I, it's, it's tough on defenders as well because like. Ronan McNamee, by all accounts, had a great game on him in the All-Ireland semi-final mm-hmm. last year. Clifford Sills scores eight points that day. Yeah. So it's like, it's damage, it's damage limitation all the time. Um, and like, what I was impressed with the last day was, was the movement to Tony Brosnan, some of his passing. Like, Kerry last, the last day against Mayo were missing Sean O'Shea, Paul Ganey, David Moran, Paul Murphy, oh, wow. um, Gavin White, and they were still you know in, in quite a good place so James O'Donoghue was interesting I thought we had James O'Donoghue talking them up on the football pod earlier in the week he was saying well Mayo were getting a good bit of credit even though they lost Kerry still have a lot to come back and then we had Tommy Welch on AM on Wednesday really excited about Kilkenny and talking them up so it seems like a new era of GA punditry where pundits aren't afraid to top, talk up their own teams like uh, for a long time we would have been used to Owen Sheehan on the show you know talking up the opposition <laughs> a bit of Yera here and there I don't think myself or yourself have been afraid to to back Mead. Like you've definitely done that. You set the standard last year, backing Mead and calling them for the All Ireland. Do you know what? Early. That was a funny one because obviously I was only starting out in this game really, and mm. even like family friends, like my mom in particular, she'll hate this now that I said it, but she was like, "Ashling, like you need to be like serious now. You can't be calling Mead to win every game. Like they're not <laughs> going to take you seriously in there." And I was like. I am serious. They, ma'am, they are going to go the whole way this year. And I would yeah. like, I, I know I said it early on and obviously once they got over the court game, that was the big one. If they could do that, I knew yes. they could go the whole way. Um, but yeah, uh, I know we, we haven't did it so much, I don't think with the men's as much, but I was just so sure of the women's team. That's why I did that. But we finally done it, Tommy. Look at this me takeover. We said it for I so know. long. <laughs> it's happened. I know. It's been more than deserved as well. So and if they get a win at the weekend and they stay up in Division 2, we might go again for it next Monday or Tuesday. Um, what was I going to say? Did you see Flooring Porter yesterday? Oh my God, I had him backed. Yes. Did you? Wow, <laughs> I did. Fair play. I know. Danny Mullins, he's just unbelievable. Over the last year or year and a half, he's really came into his own. So delighted for him. Serious hard work goes in by Danny. And yeah, I was delighted for him. And the scenes and the, the parade ring after was just amazing to see. And... When it's a syndicate of just a small group like from Galway, you know, it's not big investors or anything like that. And a nice yeah. like niche small group uh, was just a brilliant scene to see. And you see them throwing Danny up on their shoulders when he was coming in. And it was a great ride by him as well. Like he, he did it so well. He, he sort of took off in front and then he held him back just to, I suppose, have enough in the tank to be able to push on in, in that last straight. And yeah, it, it was brilliant to see. So Cheltenham, it's been, it's been good. Have you had um, any winners or any bets on yourself? Are you following John? Uh, I, I, I was following um, a little bit of JD on the first day, a little bit of Tom, but I didn't do my own prep this year. And uh, I just haven't been able to get into it. Other years, especially when you'd be in the office or you'd be chatting to the lads a lot, you might be prepping for two months, three months. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, do you know, having half an eye on it. I just going in blind this year, just watching races for a bit of the fun. Like the 
the scenes of James Scahill yesterday, we're going to play the video a little later before we get to John. Mm-hmm. James Scahill in the ring, his uncle involved in the syndicate, like that was just, that was class to see. They're the moments that you're waiting for with uh, with racing. You might be, uh, it might be a good idea to start with Rog, see how he's getting on with chat then once you get to, to Ronan and Quinny after this as well. Oh, brilliant. So he likes a few bets then. I think they follow the horses, the two lads. Yeah, I'd say they do. Brilliant. Good stuff. Well, thanks a million, Tommy. You'll be back on throughout the show anyway. Yeah, I'll chat to you at about half eight, Ash. Happy days. Thanks so much. And a few players have walked away this year um, for their own reasons. It's always tough, I'm sure, to, to see lads leaving the panel. Oh, it is. And, you know, I think um, it's, yeah, people, every every life, you know, people come up against things that maybe they have to, you know, deal with or react on and stuff. So, again, just seeing, obviously, a few boys left this year. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, you wouldn't rule a few of those guys coming back in in the future again. Do you, do you know what I mean? But it's um, it was a big loss to us because they they could be massive. Um, you know they could make, you know, have made a, a massive impact on our year this year. Um, and again, maybe maybe not even from the bench point of view, maybe from starting in the team as well. So who knows? But um, at the minute we do we have a very healthy and competitive squad as well. So we're 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 very lucky with that. Yes, there's Cotton McShane. I was speaking to him during the week um, just for the, the Allianz retro jersey that you're going to see this weekend. It's going to be out for some of the hurling games, uh, the Galway-Clare game and also as well the Tyrone and Mayo game, which is a, a massive must-win game. I'm joined again by Tommy Rooney. How's it going, Tommy? Ashley, how are you? The, those Tyrone interviews, um, they're brilliant. They're really, really good. Like mm-hmm. you, you've got some great stuff out of the Throne squad over the last um, twelve months. I'd say you've you've covered a lot of their games, and um, I think they're well used to chatting to you. Like McShane was very open throughout that interview. It's very good stuff. Yeah, and I think that's what helps because I was there time and time again. I'm at each and every game. They warm mm. to you. They see you taking interest, and um, you're there each week. So yeah, definitely, I find that the more you're there, the more you're chatting to them, the more open they become. And yeah, he was really open there, which was really nice. Um, you know, that's what you want to see. You don't want to see um, sort of media trained. I hate that coming into GA. And I think mm. over the last few years anyway, it's starting to creep in a little bit more. And I'm like, no, I don't want us to lose the amateur yeah. side of things, or even within the media. Do you know, when you're speaking to the lads that it's uh, just raw and real, I suppose. And that's exactly what, what Cottle was like there. Yeah, it's, it's 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 exactly what you want. It's personality. It's um, honesty. It's mm-hmm. you know being open and chatting. Look, there there is probably a time and a place for keeping your mouth shut and uh, yeah, big time. <laughs> you know, maybe it's biting your lip immediately after a game when you know you you might not have processed exactly what happened and all of that. But like e- even some of the interviews that have happened since, like Darren McCurry was speaking this week as well on uh, yeah. the GA Social podcast, and it's very interesting that both himself and McShane we're open enough about the six Tyrone players that have left because like everyone's looking in there and they're I think uh, Finney McMahon was kind of speaking about it last week and Mm -hmm. uh, he was saying it looks like there could be issues in Tyrone but the lads are quite clear about it like that Darren McCurry was saying that he didn't want those lads to leave you know and Colin McShane is saying that the doors they're open so it's it's obviously six personal decisions six very different reasons for leaving I'd say but they're going to be a loss to that squad. Big time. And I'd love to know the the reasons, um, if there are personal reasons or there's other things going on within the squad. Because when you mm. were speaking to, to Colt McShane there, I just felt that 
he was obviously not telling us everything because you can't you can't tell us all those personal reasons I suppose but there was definitely something more in it and that you know they, they are such a loss not just he was saying coming off the bench they're a loss actually for starters on the field and when you see things like that it's not that they're retiring or anything like that you know they're lads that have just won in all Ireland so sometimes yeah. you can understand when it might be a team that uh, maybe isn't really competing or you know and you're sacrificing a hell of a lot and look uh, you can understand you really can but when you see a team who's just won an All-Ireland all title and they're hoping to do what Tyrone like you know has rarely done of a back they've never to, done never they've done never sorry was correct yeah, yes yeah, yeah. of a back-to-back All-Ireland like mm. that is it's hard to understand Tommy it really is yeah well it's like the the big issue and the big problems they're going to have is those A versus B games because mm. they must have been ferocious last year and like you know from listening to some of the dubs talking about it, like what brought them, what drove them to six All-Irelands in a row and even the, the great Kilkenny team of the of the noughties, like what was driving them was the standards they were setting in training. That mm-hmm. Jackie Tyrrell was marking the best full forwards in the country, that Johnny Cooper was marking the best forwards in the country, that the best forwards in the country were being marked by the best defenders in the country and the standards were being set in the own squad, in their own squad. And I felt like Tyrone last year, we kind of slept on how much depth they had. Yeah. And that seems to have been eroded slightly this year. Now, when you're looking at depth across the country, Kerry definitely have it. Mm-hmm. Mayo definitely have it. Um, and I'm not sure who else would have that strength and depth um, of, a, of a squad, a panel of 30, 35 players. That, I might be doing a complete injustice to a couple of panels here, but like, it certainly feels like Tyrone cannot replace what Tiernan McCann could bring, what mm. Ron O'Neill could even bring. Like that, That's a wild that experience. bench. Like mm-hmm. Lee Brennan was a player who who had a great league campaign a couple of years ago and has loads of talent and just we just haven't seen it over the last couple of years. So even some of the defenders, Michael Cassidy, like there's there's strength there that you've lost. But like I suppose when some of those players have gone through a year where they've been on the periphery, they've been on the outside, it's such an all consuming, time consuming game. You mentioned amateur yeah. earlier on. Like it, it takes up so much of your life mm-hmm. that I'd never really hold it against someone stepping away if they can't fully commit to it No and absolutely like, and I definitely don't mean that at, at all um, you know if it, it is so time consuming whenever I speak to any of the players a lot of the time I'll ask them like what does your week look like and they'll uh-huh. always say you know there is like five to six different things on during the week. There's only seven days during the week. So they're, you yeah. know, they're completely consumed. And, you know, between having a full-time job, family, whatever it is, you know, it must be extremely hard to balance it all. But even just speaking about the strength and depth in the panel, like last year when we spoke about Tyrone, we often talked about their bench and Cotton McShane coming off the bench. Like that came mm-hmm. up like li- literally every time we spoke about it. And yeah. Not he is starting a few more games now, but you know that isn't really there as much. And it's a twenty-person game now. With you know, it really is. You know, that's when the the game changes if you have those impact subs. And yeah, I, as you said, I'd be a little bit afraid of they maybe don't have that factor as much with these lads stepping away. Yeah, and like I would say that there's an element as well that Tyrone have had patches of matches where they've played quite well. Mm. You know. And they just need to pull a result out of the bag now in the next two games and stay up. And it's been a decent league campaign for them to have. I think that's a fair point. Like it was nearly they were they were nearly lucky last year that Cahill McShane was was injured in a way and he wasn't fully fit because they could kind of like it'd be very difficult to keep a fellow like that on yeah. the bench all the time. He that Cahill McShane wants to start. Like Dara Canavan wants to start. Mm-hmm. It was just that it was the perfect mix last year of right lads, you're going to make a massive impact for us. You're going to be our finishers. You're still very important. 
but we're not going to start you. That's a difficult conversation to have this year if they want to be starting, if they want to be playing from the front. So like that's a balance that Jim Gavin got incredibly well mm-hmm. during during his Dublin tenure, that he was able to call on uh, Kevin McMiniman or Cormac Costello or Bernard Brogan or whoever to come off the bench and make an impact in the last couple of minutes. And that was what possibly what Mayo were lacking. And maybe that's why we've seen Aidan O'Shea play a couple of games on the bench this year. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not. Like O'Shea is starting centre back this weekend. Like it's just incredible. Okay. He's yeah. won all stars and in, in the half forward line, full forward. Did he win one in midfield? Um, he obviously played full back in Kieran Donny that time that Stephen Rochford pulled that wild yeah. card in in, in six. In, it was sixteen or seventeen. Seventeen and seventeen. So you know, like that's going to be an interesting game this weekend. I'm just going to call out a couple of interesting games actually that I have my eye on. Yes, that, uh, absolutely. Are worth keeping an eye on. Derry Galway are playing in Division Two this weekend. Um, and that I'm is. I'm excited game. for Derry. I'm really their team this year that I like last year I said it on off the ball Derry are the mm. ones to watch next year they were unlucky last year yeah they definitely were and I would say that a lot of counties are probably looking on saying why are Derry being talked about so much why mm. is there so much chatter about Derry I think there's an element that there's the Rory Gallagher factor there that yeah. they're always going to be entertaining they've had their stars come back from the AFL I think they've got a, a nice bit of size about them. They've got, you know, Shane McGuigan, obviously, quality footballer. If he had stayed mm-hmm. on the pitch the last day against Roscommon, <laughs> may he have kicked that final score? Probably. Um, but that is going to be a game worth watching because those two teams have been flying. But sometimes it can be difficult to get a read on form, I suppose, in Division 2. Like, it's hard. Like, those teams want to break into Division 1. We'll see how good they are now when they face each other this weekend. Corking down in that division is massive as well. Um, losers are going to be relegated. Claire and Mead, I think, if it finishes a draw, both counties would be happy. They'd be possibly guaranteed that. safety then mm-hmm. and then Offaly are playing Roscommon too Offaly in, in dire need of a result as well in Division 1 we have Tyrone and Mayo that's going to be a cracker you know yeah. that is going to be a belt that we're saying it there Mayo need a win to you know get into the league final Tyrone need a win to stay up Armand and Kerry both a shootout for the league final Caldera Monaghan is going to be a great game too I know we had a comment there on YouTube I'll, I'll dig it out here from one of our viewers about looking forward to that game. That's a massive game. Like that's Big a time, relegation and there's a lot on the too. line. A lot on the yeah. line there, and two teams that at the moment like playing good football. Like, all, like mm. Monaghan always have been in Division One. When I think they have been in Division One with Dublin, they're the most consistent team. You know, they've always stayed up there, um, and I I really enjoy Monaghan football as well. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I'd like to see the journey that Kildare are on as well at the minute. You know, yeah. um, it's hard to go to Newbridge and get a win, as we all know. So uh, I think it'll be a tough game for them, but it's a, an exciting week, definitely a weekend of, of sport. And I'm going to go through the papers here as well. Um, so on the back pages of the Irish Daily Star, we have free course has the porter flowing. Yes, absolutely. That's Danny Mullins there on the back, uh, just celebrating. And the scenes that we've seen in the parade ring after was something else. Uh, we're going to be chatting with John Duggan a little bit about all of that. Um, yeah. Also, the turn that turn that crown upside down, excuse me. So that is from Andy Farrell. Desperately wants Ireland to land a first triple crown since 2004 with a win against Scotland. That's actually surprising, Tommy, when you, you read that. 2004. It, it doesn't seem that long ago. That's insane. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I had I hadn't realised that at all. No, that absolutely is, not. Yeah, that's mad. Then we have the Irish Independent. Um, a bit more about the the Crow Park yesterday, the skills final. Ardree, uh, the joint captain Vince Harrington holds the the Crow Park aloft as he celebrates with teammates following his side's victory in the All Ireland post primary schools after beating St Kieran's College in Kilkenny. So massive scenes for them must be unbelievable uh, celebration that's happening there. It's always good with your school to to win something like that. 
Yeah, it was great for them to get their day as well. I know people are probably mm-hmm. missing the club finals, but, you know, with the GA calendar, we've had to move those back. And, uh, yeah, it was unbelievable for Nace too, winning that Hogan Cup. Like, that was such an unbelievable game of football. Big time. And I know we were missing the finals, but I think it, it, it's better off. Like, I genuinely mm, do. I, I know agree. a lot of people were putting it up on Twitter and stuff and saying, oh, we missed it today. But uh, I, everyone was out enjoying themselves. The, I'm sure the players got to, you know, get out yeah. too. And yeah, I think it was better, wasn't it? I think so too, yeah. I just think there's there's too many ills with that calendar that we're better off just pushing mm-hmm. it back earlier into the year, yeah. Big time. Um, then we have the Herald here. It's uh, mostly Cheltenham on the back as well. We have... Park has a warning for Arl, uh, for Farrell's men, excuse me. That's Rory O'Connor there. Uh, Pogba will let the contract end. Yes, yeah, so a lot about Pogba all over the pages as well this morning. Um, so it's United French midfielder set to become the most high-profile free agent. So we'll mm. see what happens there. Yeah, that's a big talking uh, story at the minute, Tommy. Yeah, I'd say United will just have to cut their losses and let him go. Yeah. Um, there's a big clear out needed at Manchester United. I think it's a reset, a reset. Like mm. every, it just needs to start from scratch. It's, it's unbelievable what we're seeing really at the minute, isn't it? And you think as the further the season went on, you think they'd grab some momentum. They have the players, but just, just nothing. It's it's just not clicking whatsoever, is it? No, it's 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 very 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 difficult. It's not difficult to watch. It's been very difficult to watch for the last eight years. Do you know? There's been there's been very uh, there's been decent times. There's mm-hmm. you know there's been a couple of areas when it's they've been kind of exciting, but most of the football over the last eight years has been just horrendous to watch. Yeah. Um, and yeah, a complete clear it is absolutely needed. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not a Man United supporter. I'd say it is seriously tough at the minute. <laughs> and then lastly, then we have the the Irish Daily Mail. Um, it is about Lambert Lifeline. Um, yeah, that was a brilliant 99th minute goal, secured a crucial one 0 win, a uh, ten minute then Everton over Newcastle. That was something else. Oh, that was massive. <laughs> yeah, that was massive. Lampard needed that big time. He um, needed that for sure. Yeah, there's a couple of big relegation games this weekend in the in the football as well. So we will have a reaction on Mondays up to AM to to all of that. Happy days. Well, thanks for the moment, Tommy. We'll chat to you again in a Cheers few minutes. Much. Sure. And now we're going to throw to Colin McShane. Well, just it's 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 to be honest, it's it's something out there that maybe is is the sadder spoke about. But for ourselves, we just sort of focus on on doing our best and and you know, obviously giving our opponents a tough, tough game, tough battle. And you know, from watching throwing teams over the years, just looking back to even the, the you know, that clip that goes around with throwing Kerry and Crow Park, and there's maybe eight or nine tackles within, you know, a certain period of time that just epitomizes maybe what throwing are about. But yeah. And you, know, you just have to be doing it within within the, the the rules and sticking to it. And you know, obviously, every player is doing doing their best and putting their bodies in the line to ensure that you know we get the best results for our own. And even after that red card, then um, you had probably the best period of the game with fourteen men. So that was really positive. That's it. Um, we we when you look back, you, you can see that although we were you know overall disappointed with our performance, there's still big big positives to take away. And you know at the end of the day too, there was only five points in it. Then you know a couple of kicks the ball in it towards the end. Now that's you know don't get me wrong, that's that's probably papering over some you know issues that we had because we didn't perform well. But you know maybe if we had of um, you know a few decisions had it went our way early on, you know we had the goal as well uh, ruled out, but. Um, you know, if, if that had happened, then it would have given us a better chance, but it didn't. So, you know, we, we can't uh, we can't worry about that. We just need to focus now uh, going forward and, and, and going one better the, the next day out. 
days yet. You do hear, hear people saying it's not the Tyrone last year. What do you think when you hear people say that? Because last year you didn't have the best start. You got a tough defeat to Kerry and then you went on and won the All-Ireland. Yeah, well, listen, for us, it's just about we we have to be sure that what we're doing in, in, in camp is is correct. And we're, that's that's the way we're looking at it. We just worry about what happens within Gervahi and the training field and when we go out to play matches. And, you know, I can see that I was working hard in training. And it, it probably hasn't clicked yet, to be honest, this year. And, you know, there's lots of factors. You can, you know, just this, you know, league football this time of the year. Obviously, last year was, um, you know, it was very competitive and it probably took a lot out of the squad and stuff. Um, and then we went straight back into our, our, our clubs as well and that ran on into, you know, mid, mid-November, December time. So it's been a it's been a short enough turnaround getting back on the board or getting back on the, the field this season, sorry. And then, um, you know, it's just a matter now of, yeah, really trying to step it up a level or two and, 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 and go, go one more. And you think it will click in time? Because obviously the championship is coming around a lot faster, I suppose, than it would have last year. You have to believe it. You have to believe it. It, it will like it because every man's working hard. And don't get me wrong, we we can increase our performance levels and we can go and um, give that extra few percent. And that's that's what we'll be aiming to do. And um, as I say, there's no better opportunity to do it this weekend. Like Mayo is a formidable outfit and they're they're stronger than they were last year as well. So you know that's a big challenge that we know we have to be ready for. And then for yourself as well, then you played very much that input impact sub role last year. It was really effective. This year, you're starting more games. Is that a conversation that you've had with Brian Dewar and Fergal Owen to want to feature more from the start? I think I think it is. I think for every footballer, they, they don't they don't come into a squad or don't be part of a squad if they think they're just going to be, um, you know, sit in the background and you know just play a bit part type of thing. Every man wants to be challenged and and you know putting on the starting jersey, but. At the minute, we do have a really competitive squad, and I know for me, it's just about focusing and getting minutes, getting game time, and 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 you know really building, getting that confidence back. Because obviously, since I come back from injury, I have been you know came on as that sub role last year, and it worked really well. Um, now this year, it's just a matter of trying to push and get back to those levels, maybe back in twenty nineteen. But um, again, it's not going to happen overnight. We need to keep working and keep keep um, keep trying hard, and, and hopefully that that um, those days will will come again soon. And was it tough at times? Playing that sort of role, I know you're really unbelievable at it. Like you actually finished off a lot of the games and just like that All-Ireland final, but was it tough sometimes sort of on edge watching from the sideline, wishing you're out there? Uh, it's, it's, it's definitely not easy watching from the sideline and I didn't realise that probably um, going back to the club when I was injured as well, just watching the club play as well. It's so, so difficult. I used to like, you know, wonder why people are shouting on the field and stuff, but yeah. once I sort of got a, an experience of that myself, I was like, now I know. But um, like even just then from obviously, yeah, being on the bench with Tron last year, it was kind of, you had to prepare differently and just sort of, you know, you're not really, getting, you know, really psyched up the very beginning. You're just ready to, you sort of come on and you need to be ready at that moment in, in time. And, that's kind of something that uh, I played about with at the start, but um, I think it uh, I nailed it quite towards the end uh, for the important times. And um, yeah, it was it was frustrating at times, but again, you were just sort of you were just sort of um, knowing that you're coming on to help the team make the impact, and um, I was just happy to do that as well. OTB AM with Gillette, get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.